0: Welcome to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message.
1: This is the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am the host for today, uh, Brad Livingston. I'm the lead pastor uh, at Transformation Church, and we are so excited to have you with us today. My main man and sidekick, Justin, is not on the podcast today. Uh, We kicked him off. Just kidding. Uh, We, because of our topic, uh, wanted to bring in some Uh, of our special guests and we're super pumped to have both of them one of which you are very familiar with her voice on this podcast (laughs) miss swan say hello
0: what's up guys
1: (laughs) and uh uh karen tell them where they can find you if they want to track you down in a non-creepy way
0: oh in a non-creepy way you can follow me on instagram it's at karen underscore swan with two n's two n's and i'm not on twitter yet Oh, I've gosh. thought I've been th- I've been thinking about it, but not on Twitter yet. Yeah. Obviously I have Facebook because if you are alive and well in America, you have to have Facebook. Other
1: but... than a worship leader, Adam. Right. You know, Other
0: which, than Adam. <laughs> which, <laughs> that's true. We don't we don't
1: know what's going on with that. <laughs> He's almost safe. Anyways. Uh, and our special guest, which I think it's your first time on the podcast, right? It is. Uh so Miss Ashley lad. Hello. So um and Ashley Instagram, yes.
2: Yes. Autumns mom zero nine.
1: Autumn's Mom09. Love it. Uh, on Instagram, if you want to give her any shout-outs, if she drops any uh, some dimes or golden nuggets uh, on this podcast and you want to holler um, in a non-creepy way as well, <laughs> you can do that there. Um, and these two people in particular are very special <laughs> for our topic and our series that we're in this month because we are talking about... Um, the whole series is called Better Now, which... The, can we stop for a second and talk about the bumper?
0: Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have to talk about the bumper. If you have not watched uh, The Message from Sunday yet, I mean, I think you should watch it for many reasons, but one of which, including our new bumper for this series. The new bumper for this
1: series is hilarious. <laughs> nobody,
2: nobody was ready for that. No. Nobody. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. No. Nobody was. That was the beautiful part of it. Is I think, like, uh, when I first watched it, I was like, no one's going to see this coming. Mm-mm. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty funny.
0: Yeah, it's hilarious. We won't give away too much, so you have to go watch it. But there, there may be some some men in short shorts. There may <laughs> just be just a little too <laughs> there much. Mo- Maybe some post Malone played it then.
1: <laughs> all of those things happened. Yes, they they certainly did. Yeah, it was uh, it's funny, man. We've got uh, it's got a '70s vibe throughout, like nine tenths of it. Like the majority of it has this very '70s vintage vibe, and uh, it's good stuff. So hilarious. Yeah. A lot of fun. And it's funny too because of who they are. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. so Aaron and Eli, like two brothers in our church. And if you ever meet them, like Eli is he's a funny dude, like, um and so he kind of has this way about him that he comes across super awkward on camera. <laughs> 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 and then I think Aaron was just so uncomfortable yes. in his attire that he came across awkward too and it was just perfect. Like the whole thing's awesome. perfect. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> so uh but we kicked off the series talking about uh better now. And the general the really the gist of the series is talking about our relationships, um, and as we build relationships with each other and with the Lord and man, just all those things. And for us it's an important series because we are Um, in the beginning of our small group semester. And that is one of the biggest reasons why the two people, uh, Karen and Ashley, are on the podcast with us. Karen is our small group's director Mm -hmm. and next steps director at the church.
0: Which is over small groups, yeah. Which is over
1: small groups, yeah. Um, And so she oversees... all of that, and she's kind of like Superwoman mm-hmm. with some Definitely. of her stuff that she does. <laughs> stop, <laughs> she, stop. she basically does everything. Yeah, stop. She does. People, people ask us, "How do you guys get so much done?" I'm like, Karen's "I hired on. Karen." <laughs> no, yeah, so. no,
0: really, no, really. Though it's it's an honor and privilege to work here, but our our team of we don't really use the word volunteers because these people aren't showing up to. Like anything other than they just want to serve people and serve the Lord, but our team is awesome. So shout out to you guys, you're the real superheroes. So thank you so much for everything you do.
1: And when she says you guys, part of who she's talking about is Ashley. Ashley Ladd. (laughs) Ashley Ladd uh, is our women's hub small group leader. Yes. Um, and so she oversees all of our small groups for women at TC. Um, in addition to being our the Coach of our prayer team, and she's in our pipeline, uh, leadership pipeline. So, um, and on
0: our special events team, (laughs) team.
1: (laughs) (laughs) she's awesome. When the doors are open, Ashley is usually there, so um, she does so much. So, guys, let's talk about small groups now. Um, I think it's funny because we all, I was just, it just kind of hit me, we all number one, embrace small groups before TC was part of our culture. Yes. Mm -hmm. So like small groups was in our DNA. At our church, we went from a a service-based model, like Mm -hmm. Wednesday night services Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and we made the switch to small groups. Yeah. But the three of us all operated in small group context before we got here.
0: Well, I I don't know. I might need to stop you there. Rewind a little bit to about two years ago. I was super reluctant about not not that I didn't agree with the small groups model, but just myself, um, getting plugged in. I had this whole complex with like being vulnerable and letting people in, and blah blah blah. And, and we have so, a freedom small group. For yes, that. we do. <laughs> Go so, find so, I mean, some freedom, I can girl. totally relate to the people that are reluctant to um, sign up for one and get out there and try to start building relationships. I can totally totally relate to that so yes i think i was on board and like it made sense for everyone else but i was like oh i'm (laughs) i'm I'm okay
2: i'm good (laughs) right right right
1: right yeah and ashley
2: i've been in small groups since 2012 at different churches so small groups have just been a part of yeah yeah so every church i've been at basically
1: yeah, your, your growth and development was really built in small groups. It was, yeah. for sure. And Absolutely. It, it's funny because we had that conversation. Number one, um, we all, all three of us, for the most part, kind of stem out of a reform camp anyway, mm-hmm. so a, yep. uh, hey. <laughs>
0: represent. but also, um,
1: also in addition to that, um, because uh, because small groups have kind of just been a real big building block for the three of us, what is it, I think, Karen, you kind of hit on something there, what is it? Why do we think people give such a hard pushback on small groups?
0: Well, just because, so I think for so long, um, you could go to church on Sunday and then not see the people in that sanctuary for six more days until the next Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, Small groups completely shatters that. And you cannot You literally can't, this whole idea of like wearing a mask and being this person on Sunday and then someone else throughout the week, small group shatters that, which is the beautiful part, but also can be scary for people when, you know, maybe you do have things going on in your life that you don't want people to know about quite yet. And, you know, that whole thing of, I want, you know... (laughs) People think that people in church are perfect and we, the three of us know that could not be further from the truth. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. The whole reason we are in that building is that we're saying that we're not perfect and we need God actually. Right? <laughs> um, but you know, like trying to feel like you have to put up this facade for people or impress people or whatever. So I think that's a, a big reason why people can be reluctant to join a group is that it, it you cannot Hide like these people, they're going to be in your life, they're going to come to your house. There, if something happens, they're going to be there for the good and the bad. You know, they're going to see it all. Yeah,
2: I think in the even if you can hide it for like the first week that you see them yeah. on Wednesday, at some point, <laughs> right, the right. mask has to come off and you're right. not going to get to right. hide it anymore. They're going to see who you really are, you're going to have a bad day, they're going to see that. Um, I had a young woman at my small group last night who literally was saying exactly what you just said, which is that you know. She feels like a fraud because she comes and everybodys like, "Hey, how's your day? How are you doing?" And she doesn't really want to say, "Not good, actually, right. I'm not doing great she, right. so then she ends up saying, "I feel great, I'm fine mm-hmm. and then she feels like she's lying, which you know basically just puts separation between the church and her, right, yeah. So
1: that's not super true. That's I, I I we talk about it a lot like um especially when I'm dealing with people in one-on-one settings stuff or small groups, you know. So it's like, "Hey, how are you doing?" It's like, mm-hmm. "I'm fine." It's mm-hmm. like Anytime someone tells me I'm fine, I'm like, hmm, oh, you really yeah. sit down, let's, <laughs> let's talk for a minute, you uh, know?
0: That's like almost code. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. code for that you're actually not fine. Yeah,
1: but, well, and I love, I got it from the Italian job, it's not like super spiritual, it's like, <laughs> what does the word fine mean? It's freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah, that's accurate. Yeah, so I bet, I bet you are fine. Um. Yeah, and I think that, I, I think you're right, I don't think you can i think the more time you spend with people i think number one the lord just gives our small group leaders discernment you know they really they, they really are pastors like yep. and we're all small group leaders so i can say we like we as small group leaders are are truly pastoring people right and, and god has a desire to give those small group leaders discernment on how people are doing and what they need and and all of those things and uh because of that, I think that we find ourselves in these positions where we get windows into people's lives mm-hmm. or we, as um, people in small groups, have to let people into our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of, yeah, that's not always comfortable. Yeah. Um, I kinda, yeah. I kind of yeah, I kind of wrecking ball my way into people's lives sometimes. True. Uh <laughs> so
0: True. Oh, there's a wall. Great. I'm excited to break that down. <laughs> Fantastic.
1: So, yeah. Well, I, it's also like um I think it's the coach part of me like mm-hmm. that when I see something in someone, mm-hmm. like whether it's I, I don't I hate the word potential. I've always hated the word potential. Um when I see promise and purpose in someone and um, I see this super small hurdle stopping them from being able to get all the way there. Um, like I, I, I think I make it my sole mission to right. like knock that down.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I can see that. I'm yes. like I'm
1: tearing this apart right now in front of you to so to show you that it's not something that you need to be oh scared of or yeah. whatever. You know what that
0: makes me think of? What do you remember? Like a year, year and a half ago when um I did my first ever Facebook Live and yes. I literally yes, had a panic attack.
1: Listen, yes, I do. I totally do. I remember that.
0: That's crazy. Like when people, when we film videos now and people come to me and and, and they are really nervous and like, well, I'm just not you. I just can't do it. Like, And I'm like, you don't understand. Right. Literally a year, year and a half ago, I can't remember how, how long it was, but I had, I, we were doing this, wanted to do this Facebook Live for our church and I think we were talking about serve day or something I don't yeah, know maybe it was like small that. groups I don't remember what it was about but I literally had a panic attack and I had to go back in Pastor Brad's office before I left I did not want to I tried to go in the office and immediately leave and you were like oh excuse me ma'am sit down <laughs> <laughs> and I was like oh no 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 that's fine that's fine I'm, I'm just gonna go and he like kind of pulled the I'm your boss card and oh, you're gonna man. sit down and I was like yeah. oh man
1: <laughs> Yeah. Just, yeah meltdown and um yeah but so that's
0: I, what he means <laughs> yeah
1: well yeah because i think that um i i it's for myself like i always you know i i don't know if i'm known as many things as a boss and i right. we don't even use that term around right, here right. um i don't know if i'm known as many things but i i hope that like motivating and pushing people to be better than they are and um and seeing something inside of someone that they can't even see themselves. Mm-hmm. I I always hope that that's something that resonates with anyone that works with me in any capacity. Um, cause I think that God, I think that as a, particularly as a lead pastor and as a visionary, if you aren't able to speak into people's lives, the things that they can't not, that they cannot yet see mm-hmm. and that they, you have to help them see it based on faith, the evidence right. of things not yet seen. Like, I think if you can't help people see that their faith walk is not just a matter of. What they're believing God for for eternity, but even what they're believing God for for today, yeah, then I think we I, at least as a leader from my perspective, I think we've failed people, like so God forbid, you know, we'll use that as an analogy, like whatever it was that was creating that wall, we yeah. don't, we don't necessarily have to go there, but whatever it was that was creating that <laughs> wall between where you were and what you thought you could do, um like whatever that was, you could i. I or anyone could very well have just skipped over that. Like, right. okay, well she just doesn't want to do these videos. Like And we're just so, not gonna
0: push her. Wait, well, yeah, fine. we're not
1: gonna push that and you would your eternity is still secure. Right. Heaven is still your destination, right. Jesus is still your savior. Um but you're missing out on an opportunity to have a voice in an arena that people need to hear. Right. But even more so, what is it five years or ten years from now that you will not be doing that's bigger than that because you couldn't do the small thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of us, I think that's what a lot of people. Yeah. Are and just
0: swinging this around, you know, um, back to relationships is that it wasn't like you and I didn't know each other at all. You saw this girl who was trying to do this video, yeah, it, you absolutely. know, like w- you and I had a relationship, a, a, you know, a friendship and you've been trying to pour into me. And I kind of view as like a big brother in a way. Um, and Most so, of us that way. <laughs> yeah. and I remember my best friend was in the room also, she was there and she was looking at me like, what is happening right now? <laughs> right. But it was because like my best friend was there, you were there and like, it was just this moment where I knew these people who just wanted the best for me and they were able to speak into my life in that moment. Um, and, and so it was way more impactful because of relationship. Yeah. yeah
2: you trusted them. Mm -hmm. to you know you may have been trying to hold it together but as soon as somebody stopped you immediately and made you sit down and kind of sit with your emotions yeah like you trusted them enough to just fall apart to just let it out right right which is what's needed Mm -hmm. i think people try to like keep everything just so stuffed in yeah Mm -hmm. which is
0: you know back to your original question like why do people not want to get in small groups or not want to build relationships i think people genuinely and i get this i think people genuinely think like No, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm okay. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I've got this, this one, one or two people that are there for me that are my ride or die and, um, and I'm good. I just don't need anyone else. Yeah. 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 It's like,
1: it's, it's, some of us have, it's functional dysfunction. Like it's, we've learned to just be okay Mm -hmm. in our dysfunction and that dysfunction sounds like a super negative connotation, but you know, an insecurity that holds us back from something is is something that the enemy wants to use just hold us handicapped to hold us captive mm-hmm. um and that in and of itself is, is a dysfunction and the key is and the important thing and i think going back to what you're talking about is everyone has them right you know when we're talking about getting into small groups we just think i'm the only one with these areas of my life that are jacked no, up and right. it's like so not true you know and it's all. like that's just not the case at all you're like right, there's yeah. so like every single one of us have something that we're dealing with mm-hmm. you know um, I love what rich Wilkerson said in one of his videos. You know, he was talking about um he was talking about stretching and flexibility, mm-hmm. and he was talking about like the most flexible people are the ones that stretch often,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so people that don't want to be stretched are never flexible, right, and so it's like that's the way our life works. so it's like I wish I could be you know, I wish I could be more flexible to be able to do A video or do whatever, it's like, well, then you have to be stretched more right. often, mm-hmm. like, you I have agree. to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that stretching is just so uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. no, Karen, come back and sit down, like, uh, let's talk about this. so much uh, easier to
2: run away, yeah. yeah.
1: And and I've done that to you probably four or five times, uh, over the you've been working here what a year now, huh?
0: It's been a year and some change, yeah. yeah. This past January was a
1: year, yeah. So, um, so yeah, like, I think probably four or five times I'm just like, uh, come come to town come for a second a let's let's talk <laughs> um so it's th- necessary discernment I think it is, is a high gift yeah, yeah. 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 so it's like where well, i'm just like hmm yeah you good
2: and <laughs> i think it's so much easier i think it's easy to keep our friends like you're talking about like the one or two people that we're really close with i mm-hmm. think it's easy to keep them um, and not bother trying to make new relationships because we are so comfortable with them. Right. It doesn't require any transparency anymore. It doesn't right. even require that I may be asked um, to do something that, you know, or called out. Basically, you know, there's just no, there's not a challenge there, right. basically. Those people are comfortable with you and you're comfortable with them. And right. maybe, you know, putting yourself in a position to be transparent to make new relationships, then you have the kind of relationships that you're talking about where now you're, you know, yes, you guys were, you knew each other, but bringing somebody else into the picture yeah. gives room for correction, gives room for, um, for addressing things. Maybe right. that person can see some things that maybe God wants to work on in you that the people who've been around you for the last five years have just grown accustomed to. They don't right. even right. notice it anymore. Yeah. Right. And so when we don't allow ourselves to, when we don't allow God to bring new people into our life, mm-hmm. w- then we miss the opportunity to grow. And
0: you know what? I've been telling some some people this lately too. There were a couple of people that I've kind of interacted with lately about small groups and getting plugged in and stuff. And they kind of just had this mentality of, you know, like, you no, know, they, they said they're like, no, I completely agree with relationships. I just already have them. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm in a good spot. And I was like, that's great. What I need you to realize is that what that means is that if you truly are in a really healthy place in your life is that you not getting plugged into small groups and not getting in open to new relationships that other people need you. Like I understand, I understand that you're good, but other people need to be in relationship with you because you've walked through things that now you're on the other side of. And there are a lot of people that aren't there yet and they actually need you and you're not getting plugged in. You're holding people back. Like, like, Talking about small groups, we a lot of times we take the angle of this is going to be so good for you, so beneficial for you. But sometimes we need to not mentality, right? For it's sure. Me focus, me mentality, exactly. And it's like, yeah, yes, and amen. Also, what blessing are you supposed to be to someone else, too? Yeah, absolutely, yeah,
1: totally. I think that we're, I think we've kind of in our church, we've seen that kind of unhitch mm-hmm. this past semester, probably better than any. I I think. You know, we kind of uh, last semester, so uh, September of 2018, sat down with a few people and really kind of didn't push them. Well, I guess kind of motivated them would be a good word to join. Strongly encouraged. Yeah, some freedom groups because we wanted them to be people to help lead them. And I think for a lot of them, it was their first kind of jump into some of these small groups. And you kind of saw the light bulb moment Mm -hmm. for a lot of them where they're like, oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Got it. Yeah. You know, like these relationships are important. And I do have something to bring to these people. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and they do like I thought that I was good, but come to find out there are areas that Mm -hmm. they were able to speak into my life that I needed. And I think we're seeing that even with, you know, I think about some of the people, Ashley, you've been a small group leader to a number of the women in our church but there's about four that you've been rocking with for a, a while now yeah for sure um and i i think there's there's one of them in particular um that i'm finally starting to see the change from um needing you mm-hmm. to be needing your voice to mm-hmm. being a voice for other people. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's always encouraging because mm-hmm. the disciple maker yeah. multiplication process um is evident in that cycle. And so that's cool. always encouraging. Yeah. yeah to absolutely. see those people. So um yeah, because I, I agree. I think that um, you know, as we have to kind of reveal our heart and reveal the real us, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, as when the Lord's giving our small group leaders discernment, and someone walks in, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm fine," and they go like, "Hmm, mm. like, why don't you come outside on the back porch for a minute? Yeah. Everyone's like, all y'all eat Doritos, whatever. I want to talk to <laughs> this person out back. Uh, yeah,
0: because the best small
2: groups have food. At they, mm. do. Yes, they do. They <laughs>
1: do. Somebody
2: was complaining about a small group last night. and <laughs> her, her husband was like, "Did y'all have food in your small group?" She was like, "Girl, we got popcorn makers." And <laughs> And (laughs) her husband was like, we have any food? We, got.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, we gotta give a it true. Tell to get, yeah, get with all the men. Maybe yes. we gotta make sure you, all got some popcorn and stuff. Make sure you got some
2: food. People are hungry when they get there.
1: That's like at the pipeline. Like everyone's walking with like lunch boxes and yeah. stuff. Like If so <laughs> We go from six thirty to nine. It's like yeah. I'm eating here. Okay.
0: Yeah. Listen, Jesus said break bread, so we gonna do that. Yep. That's
1: right. But he didn't say break broccoli neither. No, he said, he bread, sure didn't. So.
2: I know. I was looking at Pinterest the other day, and you see all those like low carb. Keto, yeah. Somebody had a boiled egg, just cut in half, bacon. I'm like, y'all stop being ridiculous and get some bread. This <laughs> is the, crazy. I need a sandwich. That that's what so I need. Awesome. But
1: yeah, no, it's I, I. think it's uh, it's funny to see how you know some of them are clicking. Like the small groups are happening, relationships are getting built, and oh, that's awesome. Yeah, like the Lord is um able to kind of not just kind of like really do a work in in people's hearts. I mean, we're you know Ashley and I we host the marriage the married life small group mm-hmm. um but that was packed
2: out oh mm-hmm. uh,
1: gosh yeah <laughs> the very first week we we're doing it in our house and i was yeah. like surely six or eight couples will sign up yeah. Surely, yeah. The whole church. like 16 couples i was like uh i'm glad we got this back porch there uh, literally God i provided. think it's
2: like 30 people signed yeah. up for that group
1: yeah no, yeah. There's, there's a lot of people but that I gets mean, overwhelming.
2: it's overwhelming even just you know 11 12 Uh people in your small group like that can be yes
0: so this is the first time we've done this so you know probably next semester we're going to have to have at least two
1: yeah my my whole goal this semester is to through these conversations discover Mm -hmm. who um you know all of our marriages are always in a constant state of needing god to help breathe new life into them but there are some people that have a, a a more clear picture of how the gospel works itself out in, in our marriages and discipling your spouse. And so, my my main goal throughout this semester is to accomplish what the small group is meant to accomplish and discover who that next person is. That next semester, I'm going to be like, hey, listen,
2: I need you <laughs> to take <laughs>
1: on like a half. Tuesday or something. I need you to roll with yes. it. Like, so I need you to launch this because, um, yeah, it's you know, we're having to like break into groups. Yeah. And the whole thing. What a cool,
2: cool point, yeah. though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when you think about small groups, like the goal, even. To have a co-leader is that the group will eventually grow to the point where it splits, and then it splits again, and yeah. then it splits again. And then I mean, you have that yeah. same group in multiple areas of Pensacola. So multiple days a week. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Thing. So there's just so many more options for people. Mm-hmm. I really want to go to Pastor Brad's marriage group, but I can't go on Sundays. Or I really want to go to that freedom group on Monday, but I can't right. go. So the more people we have leading those groups, then... The more opportunities we have for people to be able to go to those groups so mm-hmm. key Yep.
1: Yeah, absolutely absolutely so yeah so what is we've talked about kind of one of the reasons we don't think people go to small groups which is you know i, I think fear and insecurity i think is the two absolutely. i think that's kind of what we landed on as we navigated through that but then the list of benefits mm. It's so like, there's, it's just so much, you know, what do you guys, you know, what is, w- let's make it personal for a minute. What have you guys experienced personally in the Benefit Small groups?
0: So one of the first things that pops into my mind is just that you will meet people that you never otherwise would have met. I agree. So yeah. last uh, semester, I I led a freedom group. And one of the ladies in uh, my freedom group, Miss Shay, actually, um, me and her, I had seen her on Sunday. But, you know, we sat on opposite sides of the sanctuary. She was on the ushers team. I was, you know, doing my thing on Sundays. We just, I I don't know. I I don't know if we would have met or had the relationship. And she was in my freedom group. And we just, I just love her. Oh, my gosh. And she actually came up to me. um, a week or two ago and I was asking her about something and just talking for a second before service started. And she looked at me and she was like, I just miss seeing you every week. Like, you're just so awesome. And she was encouraging me in that moment. And I just was like, I love you so much. And I'm so glad that we were in this group together because otherwise we never would have met. And I would have, I would have missed out on how awesome Miss Shay Stevens is. I mean, I just love her so much and she's Shout such out a Yes, she's <laughs> such an encouragement to me. I just she's so sweet. So, yeah, I love that you you meet people that you otherwise never would have met.
2: Yeah. I agree. I think that um for me just again, I probably wouldn't have a lot of the friends that I have now if I hadn't been willing to take that step and start that first small group when I just m- moved here to Pensacola. Right. Um so friendships, but also just opportunity to you know, I'm, I tend to talk through things a lot. So if I'm dealing with something, having somebody to talk it out with, yeah, it's helpful. So, you know, being in those small groups and having um, just so many people who can can go back and forth with me on it. And mm-hmm. um, I've just learned from them. Like yeah. going back to what you were talking about or to what Karen was talking about with. <laughs> with <laughs>
1: it's not you. It's <laughs> go,
2: um, Going back to what Karen was talking about with just people not realizing what they can offer. Right. You know, it's easy for us to, to like I was talking about on Sunday, just our weaknesses, you know, comparing those to other people's strengths. Yeah. And so just not recognizing what we have to offer and what God wants to use us for. And so God has used so many women that have come to my small group to mm-hmm. just encourage me, to speak truth, to challenge me, to yeah. even just to have, to be willing to sit and have that conversation with or True. To, to talk, walk through scripture with or whatever. Yeah. So that's been really cool. And you know, people are just lonely. They are like, I sure. truly
0: think that, especially with, with social media and how, you know, we just so attached to our phones and I love social media. I think it's great. I think there's great benefits totally. to it, for but sure. I mean, you can't, I mean, it's, it's evident yeah. like how it's affecting our face to face interactions with people and, um, yeah, so yeah. people, it's just it's just lonely out there. And I think that that's one of the biggest things that the enemy would love is for, to isolate people. Isolation, yeah. Isolation man, is powerful. Yeah. And um, yeah, just one of the, the I mean, yes, you're, you're going to get to know people. You know, you can't wear the mask. People are going to give you great advice. You're going to meet people you wouldn't have met before. But also like... You're just going to have somewhere to go on a Saturday night. Well, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I remember, I'm trying to remember who it was that said it, but they were like, uh, maybe it was Simon Sinek. I think it was Simon Sinek now that I think about it. You know, he's like, you got 4,000 friends on Facebook but if you got in a car wreck today, who, who, which one are you calling and pick it from the hospital? Right. And it's like, it's, you'd be shocked how many people can't answer that question. That's right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you got all these people you talk to all the time but none of them are close enough to be there when you actually need someone. Right. And you
0: might, like, let's take even, you know, like, I know the church that I grew up, we didn't really have small groups. We had, like, Sunday school on Sunday morning. But um, because we didn't see each other throughout the week, it was like, I, quote, unquote, know a lot of people. But because I'm just seeing them for an hour or two on Sunday morning, they, there's no way. Even if I did get into a car accident or something, those people might be nice, caring people, but they have no way to know. Because we don't live life together. Right. Like totally. You know, so... Um, yeah, this, this podcast is so easy because I feel like we could just talk about this forever. Like, yeah. it's just, it makes sense. And every reluctancy that you have, just, I'm
2: telling, just do it. Take the plunge, do it. It'll be worth it. <laughs> yeah, I think that people are wanting to, you know, just, you know, thinking through how, like what I was saying on Sunday, which people sitting on the sidelines, like mm-hmm. they want to join. You cannot tell me that there is not... A handful of people who want to be involved in small groups, who want to have friendship, who want to have somebody to talk to on a Sunday morning when they get there instead of sitting by themselves. Mm -hmm. But they're paralyzed by comparison, by fear, by insecurities. Just it's it's easier to be lonely than Mm -hmm. it is to take the risk. It's easier and harder. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even just watching Autumn, like I was watching her, um, Autumn is my daughter, but I was watching her at a uh, playground, and she's the only child, so she's always often very hungry for interaction. Uh-huh. Um, taking her to a park, she's not scared to yeah. interact with people. Right. And I was watching her one day, and I just felt like the Lord was like, she is, she's so hungry for the relationship, for the interaction with people, that it trumps the fear of being rejected. Yeah. Like, she's not concerned with going up to that mama with that two-year-old And that woman looking at her and saying, okay, (laughs) I don't want you to play with my kid. You know, like she just takes the plunge. She kind of just goes for it. And, and, you know, the benefit outweighs the the possibility of rejection.
1: Okay. So you, you went. You touched on something, so I feel like we have to go there. Why for a am I second. slightly nervous? Okay. No, no, no. Don't be nervous. It's fine. So I think one of the reasons that exists mm-hmm. is I think that Autumn is very confident in who she is. Like mm-hmm. even at what, eight or nine? nine She's nine. Nine. Mm-hmm. Even at nine years old, like I think that she has this high level of confidence um and i think a lot of that has to do because you speak identity into her life true. like who she, who number one who she is that. like who she is to you mm-hmm. like um, you know so you give her i think a very healthy dose of yeah, identity sure. and i don't think i think when identity exists fear is minimized
0: right i agree that's Come so on. So true. yes
1: so i think and a lot of what we're talking about is like people are scared, like they're fearful. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of a good chunk of that is because people don't know who they are. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, they have all of these insecurities, uh, whether they're natural insecurities, like or their physical father was absent yeah. mm-hmm. or, you know, they were always been made fun of or yeah. whether it's a spiritual insecurity of they just got saved or they know that they're Relationship is a wreck, or they just found out they're pregnant and they're not married, mm. and they don't know how their church people, quote right, unquote, right. are going to respond to that. So, how do I go to a small group when I know I'm going to start showing over the next three to four months, or mm-hmm. whatever? Like, yeah, I think those are just like, um, yeah. So, I think that you know, if I, I think one of the things that is always a goal at TC, you know, we talk about fathering a lot uh, and just introducing spiritual. Mothers and fathers, and and um, I think that's so important for us because I think we have to do a better job at speaking identity right. into these people.
2: Yeah. Identity is huge for me just because of my testimony, like, just recognizing, you know, having, having your identity redefined. So where you used to find your identity, you know, whether it be, you know, education or, you know, your marriage or your body image or whatever, having, letting the Lord kind of redefine that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that, you know, in any relationship that you're in, you know, marriage, friendship, whatever, um, when you're secure in your identity, then it's easier to let people be wounded, to let them be broken, to let them be who they are without being so offended by their brokenness. Mm. So like, you know, my friend, just because she says something out of her frustration or she says something out of her a wound that, right. you know, maybe got rubbed in a conversation, it may hurt my, you know, it may hurt my feelings and I have a choice to be offended. Right. Or I can just allow her to be broken and wounded and know that it ain't about me. Right. Like, that wasn't about me. Mm-hmm. And I know that because I'm secure in my identity. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we get fearful. Like I don't, I don't think we have to, you know, like... I, th- I I can only say this for me and I can't say this for everyone, but I, you know, for me, I don't, there's no part of me that feels like I have to defend myself. Right. Like one of the things I really appreciate is, and I think it's both this upbringing and I think it's who my dad was and how he's spoken into me, but it's just like, I don't, I don't feel the need to like defend who I am. Um, and I'm, so I'm more or less just like,
2: take me take 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 like take it or leave it yeah Yeah. i don't
1: like i I don't know like for sure um but yeah like i this like there's a healthy identity that i don't fear rejection as much Mm. i think all of us if we're honest like the fear of rejection exists oh yeah yeah, absolutely but i I don't i don't wrestle with it quite as hard but again because i think that there's a healthy like level of identity that Mm -hmm. I I carry that was put into me and I thank God for that Mm -hmm. like that's right that's so huge
0: it's so crazy that the very thing oh sorry the very thing um that probably caused this this you know not knowing who you are and this lack of identity and rejection and all these things the I think you know going back to maybe why people would be reluctant is that if you had a, a broken relationship, like you mentioned, like not having a father mm-hmm. in the home. Right. So if in a situation like that, you probably are dealing with this rejection complex or whatever you want to call it. But the only thing that's going to make that right is relationships, which totally. is the very thing you, you know, yep. you get where I'm yeah. going. Totally. Like, yep. and, which is
2: why the enemy wants to keep it right. Keep you away from that because mm-hmm. he, he would love to keep you isolated and, and you know, broken and, and all of that, relationship is the one thing that can help you heal and yeah. that, that the Lord often uses to heal.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to remember who that quote was by. There's a quote and it's like, the, there's there's only one eternal relationship that's ever been fragmented and mm-hmm. there's only one relationship that can put it back together and that's mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. And he said, everything else in this world the frag, any fragments that happen in this earth happen through relationship, mm-hmm. and the only way to get them put back together is is through, through relationships. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um. So it's like no matter what you've gone through, no, like no matter what your hurt is, what your pain is, what like what you've gone through in your mm-hmm. life, all of that is central to a relationship somewhere. Right. And the right. only way to overcome it is. By a new relationship right. to help fix it or overcome it or whatever the case may be. That's why I love when people are like I just I'm just not a small group person. I'm like oh yes you are.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you are. You, you, <laughs> you most just... <laughs> assuredly are a small group person. <laughs> yes. you yeah, you just you're just not you just identifying with one it. of these. Yes, yeah. everyone needs community. You yeah, have, I mean I I could not. Uh, there was a. a part in my life like kind of mentioned at the beginning of this where I was like just didn't want to open up just kind of wanted everybody to see this you know put together person and was really reluctant to let people in but I so I totally get it but it's just I cannot imagine not having community anymore like yeah. it is just it truly is life-changing I remember when we went through freedom as a staff last year and I remember that's one of the things I said and like started crying because at TC is one of the first place. And this is not to like put TC on a pedestal or glorify it in any way. I just think you just give honor where honors do. I think we've worked hard to create community. And I had been a part of many churches before um, coming to transformation and never truly felt like You know, we read the Bible where it says, love your neighbor as yourself Mm -hmm. and do life together and lay down your life for another. And true love is this that you would, you know, um, be a good friend and things like that. It's like we read this stuff in in the Bible and scripture. But then you go to church on Sunday and then you see somebody that sat behind you in church in Walmart Mm -hmm. and you like run away won't even say hi or somebody needs something and and it's like you said earlier like no one's there and like that's just what i had experienced um in some churches before and when coming to tc and seeing like what true community is like and that no like people really will be there for you. I know maybe you've been hurt in the past, but um but it's not like that everywhere and I so I totally get like if you've been hurt which everyone has been hurt by a relationship in your life, you have been hurt, fact. Um but the the only thing that's going to fix that is the very thing that you're afraid of. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, that's so true. So true. That, that's so true. And I think that you know, even when it comes down to to the, you know, it's like uh, I was having a conversation with someone a while back and they were just like, they're just like, I, you know, I'm just not a, you know, I'm just not a small group person. And I was like, and the and I was making the argument, I was like, you can't be a Christian and not be a small group person. Yeah. Now it doesn't mean your church has to have small groups, but inevitably like group Environments outside of a church service are necessary for believers. Right, absolutely. And they're like, "Well, no, I just don't. I just don't agree with that." And I'm like, "Jesus had twelve.
0: Yeah, and then he had three
2: really close ones." (laughs) Right. I was like, "So,
1: walk me through how you think you need less accountability Mm -hmm. than Jesus?"
2: Right. I think that that's what people (laughs) are scared of.
1: Oh, accountability, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Because if you don't have anybody in your life, then there's nobody to call you out, right? Yeah. When you doing when you're uh, doing something wrong.
1: Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. And that's no one yeah. wants to hear like, "Hey, uh, you're screwing that up. Stop being an idiot." Yeah. Like, uh-huh. yeah. but inevitably, all of us need someone to go, "Hey, yeah. you're screwing that up. Stop being an idiot." Right. You yeah, know? absolutely. Um, you know, golly, and and it happens. Like, it does happen. Like, oh, the yeah. conversations in small groups are. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah
1: or something yeah uh, it
0: happens like, it does
1: where you're like What's you that? know. i mean i've i don't do this to everyone there are certain people that i've been in small groups with for a long time so if you're listening to this don't let this scare you out of coming to one of my small groups okay <laughs> but like i have grabbed men in some of my small groups by the shirt collar like in their face like i will punch you in the face right now like <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I would have loved to see that.
1: <laughs> oh, it was something. But all that to say, um, and it that, was actually- uh,
0: Pastor Brad is- uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm glad the news crew was driving by <laughs> uh, No, but it was like me and a group of guys in and, and this small group. And one of them was just not in a good place mentally. Mm-hmm. And it was causing him to, it was causing him to at least verbally- start to make accusations about his spouse, his mm. wife and stuff who had mm. been standing by him through all of his nonsense mm-hmm. and he was like, "I think I'm just gonna leave." And I grabbed him my shirt collar and I was like, if you leave, I will punch you in the face. Like, okay, Come on, um, get it together. And, and that's, that's not so real gra- though. That's it not, is. yeah, I, it's not a great discipleship and I'm not, and <laughs> that's not the come point. Come on
2: though, but. <laughs> but it was,
1: what I'm getting, I'm not saying like, I'm not advocating for punching people. What I'm saying is, um, is that in that relationship, that person needed to hear like, no, this mm-hmm. isn't her fault. This isn't her parents' right. fault. This isn't your kid's fault. Mm-hmm. This is your problem. And if you're not willing to deal with it, then you have to face the consequences. And the real consequences wasn't my fist. Uh, it was it was the fact that you may lose all of these beautiful things God gave right. you. Like, how dare you? And we had to be in a very, very close relationship right, sure. for that to be a conversation.
0: Right. Yeah. But, and <laughs> let me ask you this. What does your relationship with that person look like today?
1: Oh, it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I, I'm still personally discipling that person, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, so I I, I equated to like a Jesus flipping tables in the temple kind of thing, right. different scenario, sometimes but it's s- sometimes you got to let people know, like, breaking out a whip ain't beyond. No,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus was loving and kind and all of that, but he also did not play. Hey, listen, no. man, it's
1: grace and truth. Grace and, and truth. I'm preaching the sermon. Uh, part of the Better Now series is the formula of freedom, and it's grace and truth, and you know, it's like we need to be graceful with each other and we've all sinned falls with the glory. I'm with like I am all about all of that and I agree and we all need grace, but at the same time, um we cannot uh subtract truth mm-hmm. which is um, you know, grace is I will nurture you and all things. But in truth is I will draw the line for you right. um, that will not be crossed. And it's where God creates healthy parameters and all those things. So absolutely. I think that that's just totally 100% part of it.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we even talked about a little bit about this past sunday about like not having the right people in your life absolutely you know and so like there are some people like you know and maybe you want to talk about this since you're the one that taught on out on sunday but like you said something along the lines of there are people that things pop up in your life so like with this guy in, in the story you just told i'm sure there are some people where he would have said you know like yeah she's doing this blah 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 and they would be like yeah, okay, man. Well yeah, whatever you feel. Right on, yeah. Blah blah blah. And who right, would have right. knows? Like maybe he would have lost his family and mm-hmm. there are just some people it's like that's not true love for someone. Like right. If you are a good friend, then you truly love that person and want to see the best for them. That's what it takes. And some people that just want to pat you on the back and make you feel good. Well, that's easier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not only that, misery
1: loves company. Absolutely. Uh, So it's like, if I hate where I'm at in my life, I would love nothing more than for you to be in the same spot so we can hate it together. So true. At least I'm not alone now. Right. And it's like, no, like I don't need someone whose, you know, ship just sank. Mm Mm-hmm i'm not going to them while right. mine is sinking like right. I, there's nothing right. they have to offer me i need to find someone who's afloat mm-hmm. um and they can tell me like the only reason that mine didn't sink is because i figured out how to plug the leak mm-hmm. which was you know what whatever XYZ, it is yeah, right. and, you know in that particular scenario it was uh, you know i told this young man i was like quit your job i said you've got one week to find a new job and i want you to put in your two weeks notice Right now, because mm-hmm. it was a girl at his work, and he was having genuine, like, he was mm-hmm. contemplating having an affair with this girl, and I was like, are you out of your freaking mind? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and it boiled down to, like, his other friends were just like, well, you know, like, maybe she'll love you better than your wife yeah, does, like, or whatever. Yeah, like, feel that way, dude, just yeah. do it in your heart. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I will punch you in the, like, that was right. where the whole thing came from, you know, and it was just like, no, like, you don't need... Like, no, what you need to do is love your wife better. Mm-hmm. Like, th- th- if there's a breakdown, that means that you, the two of you aren't clicking and jiving. And I'm not saying that it's all your fault. What I am saying is you need to put that effort into fixing that, not running away from it. Right, right. And that, that, you know, this isn't a thing about marriage. I'm just saying, like, it took a relationship that was a healthy one between me and him. And, but the thing is, is I had been there through, you know, one of his children being born. And I, celebra- I was there celebrating with him mm-hmm. about that. Like um, when he got the promotion at that job before all this, yeah, like I-, I celebrated. So I was there with him in relationship yeah. through all of these things that we celebrated together. I knew about his struggles mm-hmm. and he even knew about some of mine. Like, we had that relationship. So when this came up, it wasn't some stranger right. speaking to him and saying, uh, I don't think that's biblically appropriate. It yeah. was like his brother saying, yeah. nah, Get like, it together, not yeah. about to do this.
0: Yeah. yeah. And l- let's say this too, is that like you talked about on Sunday that you use this quote that you've used with us at, uh, on staff is, you know, it's lonely at the top. Right. And it's this idea of when you're trying to climb a mountain, you're trying to go somewhere that there are people that... Um, are not going to be as excited about that as you are. And they're not trying to go to the place that you are. And you almost have to leave those people behind, which for a long time, I didn't like that idea. I, I, I wanted to bring people with me and like, no, like, no, like I can do this. I can champion people and, and I can just, they, they can come with me. They'll be fine. But, you know, sometimes I, I've, I've even had this happen in my life where um, I was going in a direction somebody was being negative or holding me back and and I did end up kind of cutting that relationship off that person came back to me and they're like hey like what's up like I thought we were really close and you've kind of moved in this new direction and we're not as close as we once were and I had just be honest with them in that moment and say like hey girl you know I, I do love you but I'm trying to move in this direction and I just really felt like you were being negative and holding me back and then they it was a truth for them they're like oh I didn't realize that. Right. Thank you for telling me. And now they're kind of getting on board too. And so it's like, sometimes you even have to be honest with, with those people and it can turn out to be a really good thing. Yeah. You know, like an unexpected way.
1: Yeah. Cause we should inspire, you know what (laughs) I mean? So as leaders particularly, but just as believers, even if you're not a small group leader, yeah. If, if you're just out there and, and you attend a small group or you haven't yet, but maybe this podcast is helping you make that decision or you're moving in that direction. Like um, we as believers should inspire the people around us, you know, mm-hmm. and and every single week, like isn't, you know, the strongest week for any particular small group leader. Mm-hmm. Like you'd be shocked at how many times a small group leader goes into their small group broken that day Absolutely. and the people that show up build them up and and as believers like we should inspire um, the people around us um, you know to action and with hope and Mm -hmm. and with all of those things that sometimes don't happen uh, like automatically yeah that's
0: that's why I love Ashley so much is because Ashley like is a leader in our church and she's so awesome and just solid Solid. in her faith she's grounded (laughs) Grounded. and (laughs) she's that's what I really appreciate about you and about our friendship and I've told you this before like uh, all the coffee we've had and we we go Ooh. to Cracker Barrel <laughs> usually for our meetings but <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yes. come on come on so good. so good but um yeah is that I can kind of be um she's someone that I can kind of don't have to have it all together and she totally gets it because she's there too she's a leader also and I yep. can just say like yo like I'm feeling weak in this area totally. Or whatever you know it's it's important All the way around to have those people. Yeah.
1: It is. And I think it's important that people understand that we have to have, like, you know, it's important that people understand that we're not superheroes either. Absolutely. You know, I mean, there's been, there's been countless times, you know, Ashley, where I've told you, Mm -hmm. you know, in your leading people, like, let them float a little bit. Yeah. Like, don't, don't throw them any more life rafts. Yeah,
2: for sure. (laughs) Yeah. It's a learning process, you know, learning, you know, how to put boundaries in place and, you know, being effective. But also, like you were saying, just like, we don't have it all together. And right. I think that that's an intimidation factor for people. They, you know, they don't want to reach out to that person that looks like the great Christian. Like, they just have it all together. It's like, let me just bust the bubble for you really yeah, fast. Like, right. we don't. Right. Like, I, you know, and I'm, I'm very open and honest about that with the ladies in my group. I, you know, I let them know if, you know, one of the ladies last night was talking about, you know, just how she gets angry you know, at, at, and I was like, y'all, I have picked my child up by her ankle before." And you know what I mean? Like, right. let's just like knock off the halos that right. we put on people. Like, we are totally. all in this together, mm-hmm. and we all struggle, and we all have bad days. And we, and I think that, you know, in just referencing the physical strength and the spiritual strength, it's like we, if I invited you to come over to, you know, I'm like, "Hey, I need you to help me come move this bed." Right. Nobody thinks, "Okay, fine." Like, I realize that you can't lift that bed right with just two arms. Like. I'll come lend a hand. Right. But spiritually, we neglect the fact that, like, at some point, you're going to get tired. You're going to be exhausted. You're going to need your friend to step up. You're going to need them to encourage you. You're going to need them to intercede for you. You know, you're tired of praying for your marriage. You're tired of praying, you know, believing God for that promise. Like, you need that person in your life that's going to step in and say, you know what? I'll intercede for you. That's so good. So, yeah,
1: Yeah, totally. And
2: you, like, a little bit on Sunday, you got into
0: that, like, holding, um, holding his arms up all
1: that yeah 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 no I mean the 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 general theme uh the conversation on Sunday was you know was the story about Moses and Aaron and her and then Joshua fighting the Amalekites uh, and and that was the the story that we really kind of centered in on Sunday um you know and and there there was just tons of themes that we we kind of pulled out of that you know the idea behind new levels new devils and mm-hmm. you know when you have promotion you'll meet opposition and you have to recognize those things and um and, and even getting into really the how small groups work into that is looking at what tribe you're choosing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and, and um you know we talked about that you know iron kind of iron sharpening iron, sharpening iron, iron. Mm-hmm. like we were talking about Throw that sparks. was sparks yeah, yeah. There, there are sparks <laughs> and there are often sparks yes. between when you know the punching in the face thing like that <laughs> yeah. that was an iron sharpening iron moment and I those mean, were really sparks though, yeah that, that's literally like what what we're talking about there is like yeah. as iron sharpens iron one person sharpens another and and that was that was what you know, the sharpening looks like mm-hmm. sparks are there. Tension exists. Mm-hmm. It's not always, you know, I, I, I relish and I thank God for those very comfortable conversations. But I mean, we're ha- we have a married life, small group. And Sunday we talked about expectations mm-hmm. and we talked about how we all go into a marriage with expectations yes, of the other do. person and how quickly those expectations get shattered. Do. Yeah. But if you never talk about them, then they end up becoming very significant issues. Absolutely. And, um, you know, and even in there, like, I had to say, I probably said it a half a dozen times in a half an hour. I was like, I'm not, you're not saying, because they all, everyone had to write down the expectations they had of their spouse. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I kept saying, I was like, it doesn't mean that it's fair that you have this expectation of them. And it doesn't even mean that it's true. So it doesn't, you've been married 10 years. If this is an expectation that you have of them or had of them, it doesn't mean it's a fair expectation. That's not what we're saying. We're just being honest to say this was an expectation that I had. And, um, and I, either I'm realizing that that person didn't, that, that, that wasn't a realistic expectation for me to have of them Mm -hmm. or that I did and it was just broken, you know? So those are, those are key. But, um, yeah. So. So huge.
0: So we say all of this to say <laughs> that join if you are group. not in a small group yet, you're missing out, need to join one. So good. Yep,
1: yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in. Um, you know, at the end of the, the message on Sunday, the only thing that I want to point out is that, um, you know, relationships are important, but the right relationships are important. Yeah. You know, and we need to look to Jesus to be our everything. Mm-hmm. But when we look to Jesus to be our everything, we look for the relationships he puts into our life yeah. and a lot of times we're looking for the relationships we used to have mm-hmm. or the ones we think are important and man the ones that god brings into our life are so helpful so whether it's through a small group if you're in the Pensacola area if you go to tc and you haven't joined a small group you're missing out go to mytc.life Click on connect and click on small groups. Um, Please get plugged into one of those because you are not experiencing all that God has for you until you're doing it in a relationship. So for more information, you can go to at Transformation Pensacola on Instagram uh, and Facebook, and you can check us out at mytc.life. Karen, always a pleasure having you on this podcast. Thank you, Pastor Brad. And Ashley, thank you for tuning in and joining us for this one. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at follow up at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.